is I mean, my... I don't, I don't know about you, Tim, but I know for a fact I'm stupid. I 100%, I can guarantee I'm an idiot, right? No, seriously, Tim, I don't think you understand how dumb I am. <laughs> Chris, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, and welcome back to Casual Commander. I'm Tim. And I'm Chris. And today we're going to do another episode of Briny Builds. We're going we be... to come up, dude, we need to come up with some like theme music for each of our themed episodes. <laughs> How would we do a theme about brine? Uh, just, what well, just salt, 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 salt. <laughs> yeah, it'll have to be like, like non-copyrighted uh, music or non, you yeah. know, public domain music. Anyone out there that wants to make us free-to-use music for briny builds, let us know. Yeah, if you don't want to be paid, but you do want to give us music, we're all about it. Yeah. <laughs> we're here for the exposure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely put your name out there to our many yeah. listeners. <laughs> yep. Sorry to interrupt. Please continue with the introduction. Yeah, you jerk. Yeah, so briny builds. <laughs> Today we're talking about probably my favorite uh, strategy and and uh, uh, interaction, which is pillow fort. Uh, I've obviously had a lot of things to say about this strategy in the past. My opinions have not changed. Uh, so be prepared to just be bombarded with me whining and complaining. <laughs> I think we're going to redo what we did for Lich. Mm -hmm. I think you essentially need to get it out of your system. Everything you feel, because this is actually one that you find briny. I think Very you need to so, get yeah. your anger out early on. Just let it flow, and then we'll have a full conversation about it. Okay, right. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm. I don't know that I'm gonna be in a in a headspace to be angry right now. You know, I had a pretty good day. I just had a nice vacation. I didn't work mm -hmm. today. Uh, I got a milkshake, so I'm in a good mood. Maybe, just maybe, I'll be in a good mood talking about pillow fort for two minutes no <laughs> no that's not gonna happen i'm gonna put a two minute timer up <laughs> all right are you ready tim mm -hmm. go yeah i mean i think one of the biggest issues i have with pillow fort uh and i said this before in the lich deck because the lich deck very heavily uses pillow fort in order to wait for your win condition is it's it's a weird combination of like slows the game down and makes it very solitaire-esque right because nobody puts pillow fort stuff in their decks that they don't ad take advantage from right like somebody doesn't put a, a ghostly prison in their deck so that everyone has to pay two extra mana to attack everyone else's creatures, including the person that played it. Sometimes you do, yeah, but usually when you do something like that, you're not really going to be attacking anyone, right? Like, you just put that out so they don't attack you. Uh, the We were talking about a little bit ago in a previous episode, I was playing against someone who had an Alicia who smiles at death deck, and she kept playing Peacekeeper. And that that card says, creatures cannot attack. Right. So the way that she got around it was she wouldn't pay the cumulative upkeep on Peacekeeper every round. And then when Alicia attacked, she would just recur it from the graveyard. So she the attack triggers already happened. She was attacking. And then I couldn't do anything after that. So it was a really long game and drawn out because I had blockers that weren't dying. But I also wasn't able to attack or do anything back. And it just was like it, it just drew the game out. She eventually won, so like her strategy was uh, good, and I just wasn't drawing what I needed to to take back the board state and and win. But it just it didn't feel good during that game, just sitting there like every turn, like summoning creatures to then go and just block next turn and just waiting and hoping I drew a card that would help me deal with that. I just wasn't drawing removal, or at least not the removal that she couldn't get around anyway, right? So, I don't know. I think where this all really heads to is Pillow Fort is not fun to play against because if you play Pillow Fort, you usually have a decent amount of it, so you have to remove a whole bunch of different cards and if you just don't have the removal or ways around that 
then you're not playing the game. And that's, to me, unfun. And I think that's why it's briny. I think a lot of people feel very similar. I know some people like Pillow Fort. Some people are okay playing against Pillow Fort. But in general, I think a lot of people just don't like playing against strategies that make it so you're not really playing. Like, yeah, maybe... That was the gentlest rant I think you have ever I had. I had a milkshake, Chris. I'm in a good mood. What flavor milkshake did you get? Uh, it was it was pe- peppermint mocha. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> so I got one thing to say about this Alicia-Peacekeeper combo. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you just block the Peacekeeper? I did. And then killed it? I it's th- a 1-1. One, one. Oh, she had something else that it was like an enchantment. I forget what it was called, but you could pay zero to remove a creature from combat. Gotcha. So, yeah, so it wasn't okay. it, it th- those that was the main combo, but there were reasons. Yeah, like I I could have just blocked it. Um but then so that's why I kept being able to block every turn because I would block everything and Except for that. Well, not even cuz I would block I had things with like death touch. And so just nothing would happen on her combat either, right? Yeah, I forget what 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 card. Do you know what card that is? It's like pay zero. I think it's an enchantment, and it's zero mana, which is stupid. It's like yeah. a, a a ten times better maze of if. Man, you really remember the cards that you hate. <laughs> I mean, full disclosure, I was not sober. I had many beer. <laughs> many, you had many beer. <laughs> uh, there reconnaissance. Yes. So yeah. one white mana. Zero. Remove target attacking creature you control from combat and untap it. Yep. Untap it. Yep. So sure. It was a three card combo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I honestly when I was talking about it, I forgot about that because you're right. When you said that, I was like, why didn't I just block it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, let's start by discussing Pillow Fort mm-hmm. as a whole. Sure. I think. That makes the most sense. Let's do that, Chris. Yeah. I yeah. think we'll break this down into a let's 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 dive in. Mm-hmm. Let's deep dive. <laughs> pillow fort uh another way to describe essentially building a pillow fort around yourself so other people have a harder time attacking you Mm -hmm. right championed by cards like ghostly prison propaganda containment sphere uh security sphere cards like that sphere of safety i'm sorry that's the name of the card sphere of safety that's the one that is the number of champions you control oh sure yeah yep and so the whole idea is you Early on, dump a bunch of these cards, and that way people have a really hard time interacting with you, and then you eventually get to your win condition. Yeah. The big thing I think Tim is upset by is the fact that it really doesn't affect the entire board. It just affects you. It's not like stacks where everybody is affected. Mm -hmm. And it's, like Tim said, it can be a very linear play style. However... Oh, go ahead. I I would just... uh... Not interject. Well, I guess interject. I would just like to add to that comment. I agree. It lend. I think it lends itself to a linear playstyle, right? It the most, one of the most effective ways to play it is very linear in that nobody else is really able to play, or they do so at like cost to themselves. So, see, see, I, yeah, but I guess in my opinion, what's wrong with that, right? Because I have to cast these spells, so I am also slowing myself down. Yeah. So it's actually, I mean, it's good long term. But it, any amount of like enchantment hate kind of nullifies the whole concept, or any kind of creature hate board wipes anything like that. That's, that's it's just it's just yeah, it's just as frail as any other kind of playstyle. That is true. So then it comes down to: Are you drawing answers to it? And if you're not, it gets very like sure. If you're not drawing removal against a very creature heavy deck, or you're not drawing a board wipe against go wide token deck then yeah but it, but at least there, i feel like there's more you can do in those situations if you don't have the direct answer then sometimes you you can get into these situations in pillow fort right plus sure. if, if someone is winning via those previous ones i mentioned you're probably just going to lose and then you just play another game pillow fort draws the game out and it feels like you're not doing anything and if you're not drawing your answers then you're just sitting there and it don't like it can almost get to the point where it's like, do I even want to continue, or do I just scoop out of, like, I just want to get this over with. I I don't like that. If you scoop because you don't see an answer to something that's happening next turn, sure, you know, like they've got mm-hmm. fifty creatures and you've got two, you're gonna die. 
But if you're just not drawing removal and it's like, well, maybe next turn I'll draw removal because they don't have lethal or their combo isn't going off. I don't know. It. I would much rather someone blow me up with a bajillion creatures or deal 400 damage with one spell than wait for them to find their combo. I mean, to me, I really don't see a reason why you wouldn't just play Pillow Fort all the time. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I I think Pillow Fort... I think the cards that are presented by Pillow Fort are great cards because they increase the longevity, that the likelihood that you're going to live. Yeah. Right? And so that increases the likelihood that you're going to win. That's... I mean, yeah. I You know, no disagreement on the two things you just said you know i'm not i'm not saying that every single deck should have a draneth magistrate in it mm-hmm. you know not every single deck needs to have propaganda in it yeah right but if you're playing a deck that it takes time to build up your combo or any kind of way to really tutor out enchantments that's a great enchantment to have it essentially shuts down it doesn't shut down but it essentially nullifies uh token decks go wide decks yeah. Right. But it does not shut down Tron. Correct. Yeah. If I'm going to be attacking you with a 25-25, you're sure as hell I'm going to be paying the two mana to do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I I I don't disagree. I'm I think I have yet to play against a a pillow fort deck that didn't eventually get to the point where it's not just you know pr- like slowing the game down. It's locking me out of the game. Right. Like. Then I would argue that stacks. I, I think that they are very close. Nothing about Pillow Fort stops you from being able to play the game. You can still play your deck all you want. If you have a combination of cards that say you can't cast spells on, uh, like, not your turn, and you can't creatures can't attack, and every time creatures do attack, you have to pay two, and also you can't search your deck, and you just have, like, all of these different things out and you need to like pick and choose which one you want to get rid of. You're still stuck with a bunch of different things. It gets to a point where it's not, you're not what you described as stacks, not pillow for it. Then I'm, we're blurring the lines for me then (laughs) (laughs) you hate stacks. (laughs) All right, guys, we're going to, we're going to turn this conversation into a hatred of stacks. (laughs) Well, I feel like we don't even need to have an episode on stacks because I know why I hate stacks. Right. And I think most people do. So, Pillow so, 4 is purely protect me, right? Nothing in the Lich deck, right? We'll talk about the Lich deck because there's, like you said, a lot of Pillow Fort in that. Yeah. None of those cards stop you f- from attacking the other players. And none of the cards technically stop you from being able to attack me. It just puts you at a disadvantage to do it. Well, for the cards that you have, yeah. Sure. So, I guess if you're saying, in, in the specific combo we were talking about, Peacekeeper, would you consider Peacekeeper, Pillow Fort, or Stacks? stacks because it says creatures can't attack that also affects you being able to attack other people gotcha okay so if if it said creatures can't attack you that's pillow fort and then to you you're probably just like all right whatever you know i'll attack everybody else yeah and eventually i'll draw the answer to be able to attack you that's fair okay i guess for me i think they are closely related i i see the distinction you're making yeah but to me pillow fort becomes stacks if it affects everybody gotcha Right, so like a good a good example of a pillow fort card is Norn's Annex. Right, three and two Phyrexian whites. Creatures can't attack you or planeswalker you control unless they pay a Phyrexian mana free to those creatures. Same exact thing as propaganda. Same exact thing as ghostly prison. Mm-hmm. Right, perfect, perfect for pillow fort. Honestly, I would even consider smothering tithe pillow fort. I, I. It show, provides show you. Okay, <laughs> it provides advantage. For you, right? Mm-hmm. For the other things that players are doing. So therefore, flip that, it is actually putting the other players at a disadvantage. Right? You get the treasure every time they draw a card. You're benefiting off of that. Treasures allow you to play more stuff. Treasures give you artifacts. Treasures give you mana, right? They could pay the two, which is no different from like a propaganda if they choose to. Mm-hmm. Right? A lot of times people won't pay the two. Because it's what two mana. They don't want to use up two mana on turn four. That's half their turn. Yeah. And therefore, you're getting incremental benefits. So I, I kind of get what you're saying. I, I don't know that I fully agree, mainly because, or at least, and this is just coming down to like opinion of what you specify as pillow for it. To me, that doesn't prevent someone from doing it. So. You have the option, right? Like, sure. 
you you can pay the mana and and you don't don't get the treasure and yeah that is putting me at a disadvantage if i pay the mana but a lot of times you're left with mana and you're like well yeah i'll just pay the mana because i can't do anything else this turn sure. so then how is that any different from paying the mana to attack i'm saying like when like towards the end game right if uh-huh. you've got multiple different things out saying, like, you can't attack unless you pay a lot, and also you can't target my creatures, they have Shroud, and all this other different, like, a whole bunch of combinations, right? If you just have one pillow for your fort, sure. It's not it's not the end of the world. It's when you get, like, 15 different pillows and also the couch cushions in your fort that it, it starts to get, it just drags the game out, especially if you're not winning. And I think that's the same issue that a lot of people have with stacks, right? Because it's increasing the game time like if you're playing with four people and one person is like just making it so that no one else can really move on while they're looking for their stuff that to me gets to be frustrating and then you make an arch enemy situation there yeah that's true so if everyone everyone should be teaming up that's that's fair you're you're listing a lot of scenarios that could happen chris (laughs) sure so are you i'm speaking generically I don't know. I, I, I think that you are slightly blurring the lines between Pillow Fort and Stacks. That's fair. Right. The moment that you have cards that say everyone can't attack. Yeah. That's Stacks. Yeah. If I have a card that says pay to attack me, you can still attack me, but it's going to cost you. Yeah. That's Pillow Fort. You're building up your defenses. Think of it as literally a fort, right? If we're in Blanketsburg or Pillow, Pillow Town. <laughs> yeah. Do you like that reference? Yeah, that's good. I, I don't disagree, but what I will say is that that is valid, I think, until you get to down to two people, right? 1v1. Because then sure, one, it does... Sure, 1v1 pillow fort's boring. Yeah, then it is like 100% affecting... Well, actually, no, if it's almost better stacks, right? Because even stacks 1v1 is still affecting everyone. Pillow fort mm. is only affecting your opponent and not affecting you whatsoever, right? So it's, Sure. And I'm not saying it's not effective. I'm not like I'm not here to say, oh, it sucks, right? I agree with you. Pillow fort is a great way, if you have a slow deck, to make sure that you stay alive. But I, I, we're not here to talk about effectiveness. We're here to talk about salt-inducing. Salt-inducing? Yeah, and I think it does. It's. I think you find... I think the less players you have, the more salty Pillow Fort can be. It, absolutely, yeah. And that's and that's fair. But we're a multiplayer format, Tim, Commander. <laughs> so we're going to talk about four-player only? Uh, no, because, <laughs> because you can play 1v1 in Commander. You know what? I'm going to play 1v0 and just Pillow Fort my whole deck. That's basically playing Pillow Fort anyway, Chris! <laughs> Tim, don't you play tons of single-player games? I do. Then what's wrong with it? I don't invite my friends over to watch me play a single-player game. Why not? Because it would be boring for them. You know, my <laughs> wife, my, our, our social media coordinator, loves watching me play games like Fallout. I, you know, if we're going to... You know what, Chris? We're going to get into this, right? Let's get into it. Let's get into it. We're going to compare Pillow Fort 1v1 to uh-huh. someone watching you play a video game. Okay. Pillow Fort 1v1 is worse because A, there's not the visual and the storytelling medium. Unless you're giving me a full lore breakdown of every card you play, it's not quite the same. Visually, it's definitely not the same. Uh, And on top of that, I was specifically brought there to play Magic with you, right? It was the intent was that we were both going to be playing a game together. If you're sitting down and you're saying, honey, I want to play Fallout, would you like to watch? She says yes, because it's, you know, visually, well, it's Fallout, so it's kind of visually appealing. <laughs> um, and the story, depending on which Fallout you're talking about, is pretty is usually pretty good. There's so much more to keep someone engaged than a 1v1 magic game where one person is locked out. Don't you enjoy the art of the amazing effort it took to get you to the point of being locked out? Learn. It's a learning opportunity. No. Tim, I think the milkshake has run out. <laughs> the magic of the milkshake I think has, I figured out, run out. I think I figured out what makes me angry, Chris. It's not these strategies. It's, it's you. Me. It's talking to you about them. <laughs> 
I respect that. That means I'm pillow fording well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm doing a great job. No, but I mean anyway. But... I I honestly don't see an issue with pillow fort. If you pillow fort it against me, okay. I think the big way to beat pillow fort is to not care about pillow fort. If pay the mana to attack. So if so... you have open mana, pay it. That's that's all fine and good if that's something you can do. Like say like in that specific thing, uh, ghostly prison, right? You pay two to for each creature. If sure. you're in a go wide deck, you kind of just lost, right? Because you. Well, that's can't. a situation, Tim. It's I'm just, but I'm, but we're talking about a situation, right? Like that's fine. Ignoring pillow fort is all well and good when you have the opportunity to do so. Sure. It's, I think, and and this might become a theme with our briny builds because, <laughs> um, this is another one that I think that like the amount of. Pillow fort that's in your deck is going to directly affect how salty someone's going to get about it, right? It's the same thing with, like, land destruction and infect, right? For both of those, I'm okay. I I don't mind a little bit of both. I think they both have their place, and I'm, I'm in the same mindset with pillow fort. Like, if you are are just trying to make sure you survive long enough to, to get to your win con fine whatever is it is it frustrating to be in a token deck and you have to pay two mana for every single single one one you want to swing at the other person yeah but if i'm in a place where you're grinding it out to where i literally can do nothing to you and i'm just waiting especially even in a multiplayer if you if you get to a point where like no one's really drawing the answers to to get at you and there's no reason to form a coalition because none of us can do anything that's that's going to be salt-inducing, and I don't think you can say it's not. Like, for some people, that's just not fun to play against. Sure. I, I That's fair. Mm-hmm. I don't... I think... I think the problem, I guess you're right, is the number of things of pillow fort that you can put into a deck. Yeah. Like, if I play a ghostly prison, it's not going to end the game. No. no you know, I'm you're just going to be like, all right, fine, I want to attack you for a couple turns. Yeah, till I get the you mana know? that I don't need, you know? Exactly. Which, okay, that's fair. Mm-hmm. If I play propaganda on top of that, and then I play a, you know, in containment or a spear of safety, right? Now we're looking at seven mana per creature. Yeah. You know, and then that just constantly ripples and ripples and ripples. Yeah. Right. So I can, I can very much understand getting to a point. Mm-hmm. I will say the counter to that, though, is targeted removal, mm-hmm. right? Which you should, in a good deck, be running like eight to 10 pieces of targeted removal. Yeah, right. I, and I get it. Right, I'm not drawing into it. If yes. the game goes on long enough, you should be able to draw into it. Yeah, that's <laughs> that sure is the hope, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, like I said, I, I very much am. Is it my favorite strategy? No. Do I recognize that it's very effective? And usually, it's really like cost effective for for the person playing it. Like they don't tend to be too expensive. Like. Uh, um, yeah. uh, ghostly prisons. What like two, two and a white, one and a white, two and a white, yeah, two, two and a white. white. That's not bad. Propaganda is two and a white. Sphere yeah. safety is four and a white. It's 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 really mana efficient a lot of these times because it's you're you're not only putting yourself kind of ahead in terms of like just no one's going to target you for a while with ghostly prisoner or any of those out, but also like even if they do, they're kind of they're using up mana that they could be using to to play a, a counter or or something or other i, I guess I, it's like i said it, to me it's like it's like land destruction and it's like infect if the entire thing is based around it and it's going to either lock me out of the game or or like set me back so far that it's like why continue then it's not fun right yeah let me let me spin this argument for you sure i consider politics also a form of pillow fort I could, I, I would agree with that. Politi- yeah. Politics and group hug mm-hmm. is also pillow fort. I yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, I think you know, like your your Brina deck, mm-hmm. you know, you're cutting deals with people. It benefits others to attack each other, other than you. So even though you don't have a thing that costs them to attack you, they are incentivized to attack everyone else. Yeah, thereby protecting you. Yep. Right. Someone plays, you know, you're playing your Kenrith deck. Or someone's playing a Kenrith deck, right? They can use the abilities on Kenrith to pump up their opponents to attack other people. Mm-hmm. 
that's pillow fort because it incentivizes them to attack others. And that's really, think of it that way, right? Pillow fort also protects you, but it also incentivizes the other people to attack each other. Sure. Brina is nowhere near as good 1v1. Yeah. Right. But I'm not correct. playing politics in a 1v1. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, <laughs> hey, Chris, you know? I have to pick me and someone else to draw three cards. <laughs> who, who am Deal. I going to do? Yeah. Deal. But I guess that's it's hard to really build decks in a 1v1 scenario that aren't just like swing at you as fast as humanly possible. I mean, that for a lot of decks, that is the most effective 1v1 strategy, right? Like the first yeah. person who can get to 40 damage or 21 commander is probably going to win if they can do it really quickly like that's it's hard to play against that because you have to be drawing counters to that strategy you have to be drawing targeted removal and enough to make it happen like prevent it from killing you yeah i i i definitely agree politics is is definitely a form of pillow fort what mm -hmm. i like about politics more so than just straight pillow fort is there's interaction Right. You are saying, okay, well, I'll give this person counters on their creature to attack someone else and they'll take that bet. But then that other person is like, oh, well, he's giving this, per this other person counters. Maybe I need to do something about it. Right. Like there, it's still leaving interaction up. So it's more incentivizing that it is just outright taxing you or fr sometimes preventing you from doing anything. Right. Does your Brina deck have a ghostly prison in it? Did it, it's just it's still just the precon. Did it? Oh, you didn't upgrade at all. No, I, I, I don't know. I was going to, and then I played it, and uh, I didn't play like I thought it was going to play. I thought it was going to be way more politicky, and it was really kind of upgrades. And he, well, <laughs> definitely. It but at, at the time, and you know, maybe maybe that would be my next project um, to build like a politic, and maybe I'll include some pillow fort in it. Maybe I'll see if I you can, should. Yeah, well, because see. you feel it. I don't. I think the problem, Tim, that you don't like or pillow forting is because you've never done it. <laughs> Once you get that itch, right? <laughs> pillow fort is my blue. Okay. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Once you feel that itch, you're like, oh yeah, I need more of that. Yeah. Okay. Oh God. Hit, I don't. Hit me, I don't... Hit, me, hit, me, hit me with that sphere of safety, baby. <laughs> Do I want to dabble in the dark side? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe I will. You know what? I, this this pillow fort is not my preferred method to play against. And to be fair, when you and I play, it is very often one v one. Sure, it really we need to play with groups more. We and sometimes we do, but you know it's hard to coordinate for people that don't have lives. Like you and I don't have lives, but does that mean no one else has lives? You know. Sure. I would also argue that creature interaction of your opponents such as goading, is also a form of pillow fort. Yes. In multiplayer. In multiplayer, yes. Yeah, right? If you goad them, they have to attack, but they can't which attack means you, they yeah. can't attack you. Yep. So you are, in effect, politicking the board. That's Yeah, that's fair. I, I don't, you know, don't disagree with that either. It still, in my opinion, leaves interaction... With, without so much the, like the taxing, right? Like they're attacking other people, sure. But like if you're goading all their creatures, then yeah, you've completely sealed them off. But if you're only goading like their big guy, you know, one that would like take most of your health away or, or maybe even finish you off that turn, then they still can attack you with other creatures and, and you know, maybe goading their, their big dinosaur away from you annoys them, and then they just focus all their energy on you anyway. You know, it, it, like, it leaves you more open to interaction. Sure. I think we could talk about this ad nauseum. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. Yeah, anyway. Was really bad. Uh, why don't we talk about some of the commanders or legendary creatures we think that are very useful for for a pillow fort i'm like i'm basically i'm saying i'm done with this argument with the, with us let's talk about some sections that are happy we can move on but i just want to say that was like a, one of our more civil arguments for now for now you big dumb <laughs> idiot <laughs> yeah, stupid yeah. Um, um i mean do we just talk about the big floating elephant jerk in the room you, wow i'm right here tim no i'm talking about zer 
Oh, the beauty that is Xur the Enchanter, the ability to tutor out for free basically any three-cost enchantment, which happens to be most of the pillow fort enchantments. <gasps> yeah, if I, you know, I muted myself so I could vomit in my mouth a little bit. Okay. Xur really isn't that, I mean, sure, there's a lot of utility to Xur. Yeah. I don't think there's really much we could talk about Xur because we've talked about Xur yeah. a lot. I just wanted to get. I out thought there. you were genuinely talking about Feldegriff, and I was about to be very upset. No, no, no. Feldegriff is <laughs> he's a hippo. It's hard to hate Feldegriff, right? <laughs> exactly, right. And if Feldegriff has like seven pillow fort items out, and you're just like, oh, he's so cute. Yeah, look at him. Look at him, so cute. I'm getting hippos. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Kenrith is great for pillow fort. Anything that allows you to recur enchantments is great mm -hmm. this is an interesting one that i just saw pramican sky rampart that's the legendary wall uh let me he's the one it's it's the one that says i don't know if it's a he it's a wall uh it's basically a blue blue red white for a one five wall flying defender as it enters the battlefield choose left or right each player may attack only the nearest opponent in the chosen direction and Planewalker's controlled by that opponent. Hmm. So, like, you're sitting down at a four-player table, and you go, right. You know, you can only attack the person to your right, and the person to your left can attack you. Nothing else. Well, I mean, I'd never heard of him. Yeah, that's definitely pill. I'd never heard of him until right now. I know we keep calling this wall a he. Yeah, heard of it. It's a wall. Yeah, it. that's fair. This is this came out of, I believe... Commander 19. The... Was it Commander 19? That, the one I'm looking at is C19. I don't know if okay. that's when it first came out. Um, I'm see. trying to remember. I thought it came out. Yeah, it was Commander 19. Yeah, it was 100% Commander 19. Oh, that's right. It was the El Elsha deck. Yes. No, it was Savine. Savine the Chronoclasm was the, the head of the deck. Yeah, this is the same time that Anya and Gired came out. Oh, okay. Yeah, Pramikin was the third option for Commander. For alternate commander. Yeah, yeah. Like, it wasn't the head of the... Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's... That is an interesting... Yeah. Because... And again, it's not completely shutting you off from the rest of the game, right? The yeah. person to whatever direction you chose can still attack you. But when you build that, you're also probably still going to be throwing in other Pillow 40 things, right? Oh, sure. Sure, absolutely. I think... this. This is a fun one, and this is actually something I think I want to try brewing. It is Kazul, Tyrant of the Cliffs. Three red red for a 5-4 Ogre Warrior. Whenever a creature an opponent controls attacks, if you're the defending player, create a 3-3 red Ogre creature token unless that creature's controller pays three. Yeah. See, that would be fun, and it doesn't have the standard red pillow for it. It doesn't have the standard white or blue pillow fort things that you're expecting. Yeah. I think that would be a fun deck to build. A red pillow fort deck. Yeah. On a red. That'd be... In I don't... The Just saying a, <laughs> a mono red pillow fort deck sounds weird, right? Like... Doesn't it? Yeah, like, you think red, That's, you don't it's think It's going to be a very heavy... It's going to be a very heavy goad protection kind of deck. Definitely, yeah. Which I think would be fun to design and build. Well, would it be? Because that's an interesting take. If you're doing goading, then you're not, uh... or not maybe not goading, but forcing attacks. Yeah, forcing right? attacks. Like, definitely. like yeah. forcing attack. I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, maybe I want to brew that deck. See yeah. if I build it. <laughs> now you got me thinking about building decks again, Tim. Stop making me pillow fort, dude. Dude, you stop yourself from being pillow for it. I can't. This is all... It's who, it's who I am. This is all on you. This is who I am. Mm. Maybe I could put another Big Daddy P in that deck? I mean, as much oh. as I don't want you to do that, I don't see why you wouldn't. <laughs> oh, Big Daddy P would be the alternate commander of that deck. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, you would probably Big Daddy P, Terror of the Peaks. Any Red Dragon, basically. And just make a bunch I, of goblins, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I think. Um, what's another? Was it? Is it a not Alicia? Although uh, Alicia, we talked about her earlier. 
She yeah, she's definitely. more Staxy. Yeah, Staxy. Uh, what's the one? Um, Narset. Is she? Narset, Painter of the Veil, the the one that lets you play for free stuff. Yeah, I feel like she's been. She gets built maybe with like. Oh, uh, are you thinking not or... Narset Transcendent? Because that's the Elsha the Infinite, maybe. Elsha the Infinite. No, I think I think I am thinking of Narset. She's the one that lets you basically cheat stuff out, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you, whenever they attack, you get to like look at the top four cards of your library. And she's got first strike and hex proof. Yep. Who was that? I think that was Elsha, actually. No, it's Narset, Enlightened Master. I'm looking at her. Oh, you are. Yeah, Narset, Enlightened Master. That's right. Yep. She is very strong. I mean, she herself is just a really strong, and I've heard from what I've like read, a very salt-inducing commander in general. The so the big thing, and we could talk. We we should have another episode. Um, about salty commanders. <laughs> no, about extra turns. The big thing that really benefits her is literally just stacking the deck with extra turn spells. Oh, that makes sense. But like attacking with her and getting an omniscience out, like that's not cool. Yeah, that's not that's not that's not pillow fort. You know that true. No, it's not pillow fort. But I think just throwing pillow fort in there just so you can keep doing what you want to do without having to worry about people attacking you or targeting elsha or uh narset sure but she would be very good for pillow fort kind of style play yeah definitely i yeah i i don't know i like i said i think pillow fort is is in the same line and especially the the commanders that come with it with like land destruction and, and stuff. Like if you throw pillow fort in a deck to help you get to your win con and survive, that's fine. If you're like locking, especially in one V one, where you're just locking someone else out of, out of their deck, it's you're going to get salt. And I think you need to just be aware that that's what's going to happen. Right? Like, sure. Some- I mean, if I'm playing like four or five pieces of pillow fort, I expect someone to interact with me. Or if like, you let me have, yeah, if you let me have four or five pieces of pillow fort on the board for multiple turns, mm-hmm. like, come on. Yeah. Or, or <laughs> if you, you know, if you can do something about it, you know. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But you're right. Like, it, you should at least be trying. Don't be saving your removal because you might not get a chance to use it if you let pillow fort go on too long. Absolutely. You should, anytime someone starts playing, if, like, if, if, if you put down ghostly prison, okay, I'll live. Mm-hmm. You put down propaganda, I am going to probably start interacting with that stuff. Yeah. You know, like I like a little bit of pillow fort's not the end of the world. No. A lot it's it's like what's it like like uh what's the movie Jumanji? A little water never hurts you, but a lot can kill you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you I remember that movie? I don't remember no, that line. Written, the original movie. It's when it starts raining inside the mansion. Yeah, I just it's been a while. I mean, the original Jumanji, like with with Robin Williams, right? There wasn't one before. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just been a while. I don't Come know. on, man. I'm sorry. All right, Tim. Are there any are there any other legendary creatures that really pique your fancy? Or I don't know about pique. Tickle, my... tick, tickle your fancy. <laughs> sorry, that's the better. If you want to go straight pillow for it. Like like pure mono white pillow fort. There's actually Baird, steward of Argive, two white white for a two four human soldier with vigilance, and creatures can't attack you or a planeswalker you control unless their controller pays one for each of those creatures. Ghostly prison in the command zone. Hit me. Let's go. Mono white, mono white pillow fort. Mm, I'm vomiting. <laughs> Tim, I think what we need to do. I think you and I, we should do a deck tech on building deck styles that we hate. Okay. So you build like a Stax Johnny Pillowfort deck. Okay. And I'll build a Tommy Beater deck. Or you, Johnny. Or, I'm sorry. No, you Timmy. build you build a Johnny deck. I'll build a Timmy deck. Yeah. Do you hate Timmy Beater decks? Tim, how many of my decks have anything to do with combat? M- multiple. Cat dog, maybe. Cat dog. What's his face? Um, the Eldrazi. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Fine. But a lot of my decks are combo decks. That's that's yeah. Like majority, yes, definitely. Yeah. But but I think I I don't know. But do you, but do you hate combat? Right. Like do you? No. I don't. I don't hate combat. But you know, I'd rather win with a forty-seven damage banefire. 
That's fine. I'd rather die to a 47 damage Banefire than, like, like a Thassa's or something. True. Let's talk about this a little bit. We, we talk about this with, like, the other, the other Barney builds we did. Mm-hmm. How do you actually win with Pillow Fort? And it sounds like I don't think you actually win... You, I mean, you don't. You don't actually win with Pillow no. Fort. There, there's like, there's no card that says if players can't do anything, you win the game, right? Like, it's. I mean, eh, I mean, they don't directly say that, right? There is no card you play that has that text. But what it does do is buy you time to either get your combos or get to a board state that you you can win, right? Like you you get your combo. Or you're slowly, like, whittling people down, or you finally get your big, like, one-hitter guy out, and then you win from there. Uh, Hear me out. Yeah. Would you consider the card Happily Ever After a win condition in Pillow Fort? Two and a white. It's from Eldraine, the the, the least powerful set. (laughs) Uh, I already (laughs) love it. (laughs) Two and a white for an enchantment. When Happily Ever After enters the battlefield, each player gains five life and draws a card. At the beginning of your upkeep, if there are five colors among permanents you control, there are six or more card types among permanents you control and or cards in your graveyard, and your life total is greater than or equal to your starting life total, you win the game. So, to answer your question, yes, that is a a way to win with Pillow Fort. If you get that off, and I sat there waiting for that to happen, I'm I'm, I'm just gonna scoop. Like there's no way <laughs> I have lost to that card once and oh, it was really? gl- it was glorious. So like but to get all of that stuff, a you need to it looks like you need to be running Kenrith, right? Like there's Or just n- any five color. And and be focusing on Pillow Fort. Yeah, but like Kenrith I feel like is probably the easiest. The best for yeah. it, yeah. Um and B, there's so much going on in that text that you need to have Not really. You need to have uh, five color five perm- colors among five s- colors not super six hard types right so creature enchantment land artifact oh and it says and or cards in your graveyard okay i thought exactly. it was bro- i thought it was and no. i missed the or okay so that's not terrible you know why can i not think of other types i guess equipment yeah equipment is a unique card type it is okay i didn't know if it counted like if artifact was technically the card type it's a super type and subtype okay so enchantment. Yeah, so like Planeswalker, uh, lands, enchantments. Are auras the same thing? Like an aura is a subtype and a... Yes. Okay. So that, that I think, is going to be your hardest. But with the fact that it's end or, like, in yeah. your graveyard, that makes it way easier. Because removal doesn't yeah. stop it unless it's exile, right? Like, yep. so yeah. You, you want to know another really good pillow fort win? Or at least a pillow fort fun. Was uh, the second son or whatever it's called no nine lives i oh yeah. i've seen that before do one i one white white for an enchantment from corset 2021 yeah hex proof if a source would deal damage to you prevent that damage and put an incarnation counter on nine lives when there are nine or more incarnation counters on nine lives exile it when it leaves the battlefield you lose the game why am i not running this in lich yeah, for Lich, that seems good. This with Solemnity would be such a good combo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I ha- Tim, I guess that's another card I got to get. God damn it. <laughs> but think about this, right? You Is this card in your um, Zedger deck? Uh, that's what I was just about to say. And the only reason is because then I just, the second that happens, I, at that's instant, it. I give it to someone else. Yes. <laughs> so yes. That, that's great. However... Yes. Not every pillow fort deck's going to have that ability. Yeah, yeah not yeah. not even. Yeah, yeah whatever. not even close. Matter, right, <laughs> but there's tons of cards that can trade opponents. You know, trade permits. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's pretty much in every color. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is a win con under very very specific conditions. And in Lich, it's not a win con. It's a, just another Horcrux. I'll take it. Yeah. Look at all the pretty kitties. Some of, all kinds of cute kitties on it. Some of them are majestic kitties, Chris. You're right. Some of them are majestic. I like Some of how, them are angelic. I like how it's one house cat is the center, and then the rest of them are like big cats of the planet, like this guy. It's his, it's his past lives. It's and, his nine lives. And now he's a house cat? <laughs> Tim, how do you know? You could have been You could have been somebody in your past life you didn't realize. You know, maybe you were Napoleon Bonaparte in your last past life. Mm, maybe. And now you're Tim, a guy who runs an MTG podcast. Yeah. 
How so, far we've fallen. When better. you reincarnate after Tim, you're going to be like a beetle. Oh, God. Yeah, what did I do? Maybe that's why. Because <laughs> I was Napoleon and caused all that those issues. And now they're like, eh, you're going to be a chubby dude from Delaware who has an MTG podcast. <laughs> you have life figured out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I like we, we talked about it a little bit. Obviously, Pillow Forge is not a way to to win. Yeah. It's a way to get you to the win. It's a way so, to, to make sure you can win. Right. Exactly. Like, it's it's it, it it allows you to get to your win, which is fine. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe your win is a combo. Maybe your win is revel in riches. You know, maybe there's tons of tons of different ways you could win with Pillow Fort. Pillow Fort is really just the, the the framework it's like literally you're building a wall around yourself and playing individually to win so any number of ways to win can be done with pillow fort it's yeah. an accessory which to yeah. me doesn't exactly make it salty because a lot of times because <clears throat> a lot of times when you're playing pillow fort like i said before you're not really interacting with other players you know you're not affecting other players ability to play the game yeah they can still play. They can still play their creatures. They can still figure out stuff and eventually get to a way to defeat you. Yeah. You know, I, when it evolves into stacks and we could have an episode on stacks when it when pillow fort turns into stacks. That's a different story. And I, I think the reason I, I agree with everything you just said, just throwing that out there. But I think often uh, pillow fort does evolve into stacks. It doesn't. I don't think it takes very much to go from pillow oh, fort. No to stacks right like it's it's a fine it's a fine it's a fine line man it's like a fine line (laughs) i like to dangle yeah you know you go from like having a pillow fort to then adding a moat with crocodiles in it around (laughs) it's big toe big toe yeah yeah big toe i had to get the spongebob reference in oh yeah yeah gotcha it took me a second i was like what's he saying but yes the i think it, it also is is likened to land destruction in that regard and that there's really no win condition with land destruction like like maybe there is but the win the what you're really doing is just making sure that you have time you to, can win. to win you know sure i don't know there is the cheese stands alone is that a card yes is it's that, an uncard i was gonna say that was my next question i'm gonna it's, go ahead and read the cheese stands alone all right let's see let's see the cheese stands alone from unglued if you control no cards in play other than the cheese stands alone and have no cards in your hand, you win the game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I mean, I kind of like that. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. You, you play, you play the cheese stands alone. You float one black mana. You play Armageddon, destroying all lands. Mm-hmm. And then you play one with nothing and discard your hand and boom, you won. It takes a little bit to get to that point, but yes. Oh, sorry, that's only four. Eight, nine, thirteen mana. Who doesn't have thirteen mana laying around? Yeah, <laughs> and also like you can't play this card. So, Tim, if you ran the cheese stands alone in any of your decks, I would not stop you. All right, Chris. How about this? I have an idea. And, okay, and maybe maybe this doesn't this part doesn't have to get into the episode, or maybe it does. But maybe for our next episode or an episode down the line. You design me a Brina deck. Okay. And I design you just the most Timmy deck I can think of. <laughs> Ooh. And, and we, then we try to sell it. Yeah. But I at one condition for you. Well, I guess I'll say two conditions. First condition is the cheese stands alone needs to be in the deck. With a way to win with it? With a way to win with it. And two. Okay. Two. Uh it needs to be affordable because if I actually like it and want to play it, I might not pay. <laughs> How much is the cheese stands alone? That that's a good question. I just thought of that. It's only two dollars and fifty one cents. Oh, it's yeah, gonna be in. There. It's five bucks. You could buy a cheese stands alone. There it's in go. there. Yeah, yeah. So it won't be commander legal, but you know what? We'll house rule it. Yeah. Well, I, I'll I'll have an alternate card to swap out with it. You know. Perfect. Yeah. You just you'll just have ghostly prison ready to swap. <laughs> No, right, I like that idea. I yeah. like making you a pillow fort Brina cheese deck. Yep. It's going to have every, you know, ooh, it's going to be Brina food themed pillow fort food. 
Well, with the cheese stands alone? I no, like, like no, well, yeah. So, like, I'll just put in all the cards, like Ginger Brute, <laughs> you know, like okay. cards that are food related that have to deal with politics. I got Sabrina's so right here. So, yeah, you know, just just give me a little little Brina. Give me a little a little, little Brina build with some food. If um, if you do make it, and there's ways to keep some of the cards from the precon in there, go for it. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Yeah, if not, it's you know, it's it's fine. But <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have a cheese stands alone deck. I'm okay with that. I'm cool. I'm actually very excited about that. <laughs> cool. All right, guys. I th- I think that wraps up our discussion on Pillow Fort. I think uh, if there's any oh good I was gonna say the the only thing I could think of that maybe people would want to know and this is a hundred percent opinion based right is maybe some people are listening to this and thinking okay well what do how do I make pillow pillow fort more palatable for people who like I'm playing against oh. Tim and he's a big whiny baby and I am and I will you, whine. Him, you, you know what the answer is tell him to suck it up and learn how to play Magic the Gathering no. <laughs> <laughs> tell them that they need to run more removal i th- i think in a real a realistic answer <laughs> <laughs> tell them to stop being whiny babies i refuse chris <laughs> I'm, tell- yeah, your answer? I'm telling on you i'm telling evie you said that <laughs> she'll laugh and say suck it up baby yeah probably <laughs> Um, my my legit answer though would be that there is a fine line between like we said there's a fine line between pillow fort and stacks and do your best to find that line because I think that line can shift with your play group. So maybe test it out. And and someone says that felt very unfun to play against. And if you like, if you care, maybe take something else out, swap in like something else out. Or if you're Chris and you don't care, find a new play group. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) How's that going for you, Chris? (laughs) I miss my friends. Yeah. (laughs) So I think, yeah, I, I, there are ways to make Pillow Fort palatable. I, like I, I've said from the beginning, it's not my favorite thing to play against, but there's definitely levels where I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. You know, one, I mean, Pillow, pillow Fort's easy, very easy to be palatable. Just don't play it. That's true, it's too. Pillow Fort. Yeah, it's Pillow Fort, you yeah. know? Like, put a couple in, put in Ghostly Prison and something else, but, you know, like, and on not top of playing that, Pillow Fort's not going to hurt you. On top of that, just be upfront. If it's just you and someone else, be like, "Hey, this is Pillow Fort, so it's going to yeah. only affect you." And and maybe yeah. they're like, "Would you mind not playing that?" And Chris says, "No, I'm guns to play I, it." I would actually argue <laughs> that Pillow Fort has no bearing if, or it even actually reduces the power of your deck. I, you know, I mean, because you're right, it's slow, and, and I it, think it, it's slow. Mm-hmm. It requires interaction. It requires mana cost, mm-hmm. and it really doesn't benefit you that much. So that's taking away spots for removal. That's taking away spots for ramp. That's taking away spots for creatures that can benefit you. Is it useful if you build around it? Sure. But is it going, like you said, is it is stat, is, is Pillow Fort going to win you the game? No. And therefore, it reduces power level. That's true. I'm, I'm, I mean, I think you're right. Like the the nature of what you're building around it is really going to determine whether or not it's powerful because in decks where you want it to be slow and you want to slow down the game it's i don't think it's like like making your power level that reduced if you need to set up for the combo for your deck to win and that just keeps you alive longer then i don't think it really makes it that much but you're right if you're playing against a really fast deck ghostly prison's not going to stop them from killing you in turn five sure all right, I'm excited for this cheese stands alone deck. I genuinely, <laughs> I am. To, I'm gonna have to spend some time building the cheese stands alone for you. That's gonna take some, some Gouda design. <laughs> <laughs> so, so maybe that won't be next week's episode, but that is coming up. Yeah, I have to. I'll, I'll I'm gonna build that deck. Yeah. All right. Do you, um, well, I, I was gonna ask, and I, we can talk about this after the episode. But I was gonna say, do you have anything in mind for the deck you want me to build? Hmm. Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> nope. Big beater. Big. Oh, you want big beater? Okay. I want. I want whatever will swing the biggest. Like I want. I want you to name it the big dick deck. Oh, big dick deck. Okay. Big, I want a BDD. I can do that. All right. Can That's you, can all you do I that know. For me? 
right, you're going to get a cheese deck, and I want a big, big dick deck. Yeah, the deck is going to be called Overcompensation. Over, I like it. I like it. <laughs> There's one thing I know, Chris. It's about overcompensating. I'm going to play it and hate it. Uh, and me too man me too it's gonna be the worst game we've ever played i don't know man if i win with the cheese stands alone i might i'm probably gonna feel real good <laughs> you should that's a that is, you deserve to win if you play the cheese stands alone. <laughs> all right man all right. Um, if we if there's anything we missed about pillow fort anything you guys want to you know bring up or make us think about or something like that or something we didn't like a card you like to run in pillow fort that yeah. we didn't talk about today let us know if you have ways to interact with Pillow Fort, let us know. Come join us on Discord. Let us know on Facebook. We'd love to get your guys' interaction on this. Yeah, absolutely. I think whenever we have something like this, we're mainly talking about our opinions and, and kind of like what we've seen in the community on like Reddit and other like other MTG websites and stuff like that, right? Yeah. So obviously our breadth of knowledge is is limited. So let us know if we're stupid. Right, like I, I want to know. Is I mean, my... I don't, I don't know about you, Tim, but I know for a fact I'm stupid. I 100, I can guarantee I'm an idiot. Right? No, seriously, Tim, I don't think you understand how dumb I am, <laughs> Chris. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I very much am aware. Fair enough. All right. Uh... Anti-sponsor. Anti-sponsor. Who are we doing? What are we doing this week? What did we do? What did we end up doing last week? Last week was housing market. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're really tackling all the big things. And we've Can already... we go back to Boba Tea? <laughs> no, we said, you said your piece on Boba Tea. All right. Oh, Diablo Immortal. Oh, I, oh yeah. Oh, let's do let's it. Let's get into Diablo Immortal. Diablo have you been, Immortal. Have, We're kind have of... you been following anything about it? It takes a hundred grand or 10 years or 10 years to get the like just the end game content no 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 to get the best stuff like, oh, like the fully absolute upgrade. top tier yeah to fully upgrade yourself i watched a video of a guy put 10 grand into the game and he didn't get a single five-star legendary item could you imagine paying ten thousand dollars for diablo what really and not getting the item i think what like the the company i, I don't know how much we want to like get into like the company right because we we try and not just like make enemies here a unknown company yeah. that makes this game. a small indie company a small indie company <laughs> that makes this game they're what? whatever is going through their heads when they made this game this game from the get-go has been a pr nightmare for them from do you going guys from not the, have phones yeah going from the memes of do you not have phones is this some sort of late poorly timed april fool's joke to now all of these issues that everyone was concerned about are a hundred percent real and this is what's happening it's absurd to me that these people can like sit at their desk and think what they're doing is is good for gaming right there's no way that people that are sitting th all right let me rephrase the people developing the game know for a fact that it's not good for gaming yeah and i guess this is entirely this is a hundred percent higher ups forcing these developers to do this well fair and i i what, what i don't understand right though is is the people and the higher-ups who are just doing a cash grab. You're running a business, right? So, like, sure, you get these people who are going to play it, sink a lot of money in it, and then eventually just get completely fed up. But it already started off as a PR nightmare, so why are you making it so that the people who had issues with it definitely didn't play it and are not sinking money into it, and now never will? And on top yeah. of that, I think it's 100% going to affect uh, Diablo 4's sales. Oh, absolutely. They've basically destroyed the franchise. It's it, well, how no, I, They probably didn't destroy the franchise, but they sure put a a chunk out of it's it. It's huge. I like I was excited. I really liked Diablo. I even played Diablo 3 and it had its issues and like I'm not saying it didn't have issues, but it still was at least a game that I could play, right? Sure. And Diablo 2 Remaster came out and that was it was oh, decent, you know, it wasn't anything great, but it's just been slowly getting worse and worse and like I I thought maybe Diablo 4 was something I could be interested in. Now I am in incredibly critical i'm going to be waiting for like 15 reviews to come out i want to see yep. if there's any form of pay to win in diablo 4 i think i'm just it's an absolute no for me I, yep. and i think a lot of people agree i think i think that the fact that 
You know, there was actually an article that came out that the small indie company brought in uh, like lead game designers from Vegas to figure out how to get the most amount of money out of their players. Oh, um, could you could you imagine? Uh, that makes me like physically ill. It's ridiculous. Like, That's... like we're already paying money. The problem is there are whales that are going to spend tons of money on these games. And to the higher ups, they go, oh, look, we made $10 million. Yeah. You know, what they don't realize is the $10 million came from like 500 people. Yeah. You know? Which is ridiculous, right? Which like, is absurd. You know, whales are whales. Whales are going to spend whatever money they want because they have the money. I I think what I don't understand is the whales. Like the guy or whoever, uh, that person you watched who sunk 10 grand into that game. Why? Why did they say after like $10, why were they still sinking money into that game? I don't know. It's, That's a great question. And so like, but the, the problem is like, maybe if they were doing it to prove a point, point was made to like everyone but the people i think it mattered to which is yep. the developers or the the higher ups of this small indie company they got the money because they got the money exactly so like i just i don't understand it it's ever i feel like ever since a company bought out this small indie company mm-hmm. it hasn't been the same it, it yeah and i don't think anyone disagrees with you except for maybe the small indie company because they have to say that because they have to say it yeah yeah, it's it's really sad because they this small small tiny development indie company made a lot of games that I really really enjoyed, and now it's really Absolutely. sad to see it kind of fall so far from grace. Anyway, we're here. To, uh, let's end by introducing our new corporate sponsor, Google. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, uh, we're introducing what we like to call mini ads, where every one minute you can either you have to watch an ad for at least 10 seconds and then you can hit skip but when you hit the skip button the skip button's going to jump up about an inch uh yeah. so that'll and be fun start another ad or you can subscribe to casual commander premium and miss all the ads except for one at the beginning and one at the end that's right <laughs> also if you try to skip our phones will do facial recognition your phone will do facial recognition mm-hmm. to see that you're actively watching the ad yeah so it's important that you guys have to look at your phone while listening to our podcast. Yeah. It's gotten so like advanced that if you're like, say you're streaming it from a browser, if you click on another browser, it will automatically play an ad because it will recognize yep. that you've left the page. Exactly. You have to go back to the page to continue listening to the podcast. So anyway, we're really, we're, uh, I'm Tim from so, Casual Money. Chris, do you have anything to say? <laughs> Cha chow or cha-ching. Yeah, cha-ching. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you're thinking cars. You watch I'm too much cars. Of, I watch too much cars. Yeah. A a certain new game that came out from a certain small indie developer. Get it together. Seriously. I would love to play that game if it wasn't a cash cow. Uh yeah, I mean when it when it first came out, I didn't know how I felt about it, and then I thought, oh like maybe like a Diablo game on the phone might not be terrible. It terrible. turns out it is. Yeah. yeah, it's terrible. It was everything that everybody thought it was going to be, and good job, everybody. Yeah, right. So, I'm All right. so sorry we were correct. <laughs> yeah. Okay, ready for some plugs? I am, yeah. All right. Follow us on Facebook, Casual Commander Cast. We do lots of posts. We do our, you know, uh, what is it, Wildcard Wednesday, which is a lot of fun. We, we're looking into doing some streaming, so be sure to check out on there for all the news and updates. You can follow us on Twitter at EDH but casual. You can join our discord. The links to the discord are on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, we actually, we do lots of deck reviews. We do lots of deck discussions. We actually have been playing, you know, games with our listeners. So if you want to get into some games like that, be sure to join in, join our discord. We have, if you want any casual commander merch, we have a store. You can get to the store from our Facebook. And last but not least, if you want to help support the podcast, be sure to check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash casual commander. Help us keep this podcast going. Yeah, so we don't have to do ads. <laughs> That's right. I don't want to do ads. I, although maybe, you know, maybe I shouldn't say this, but like if we ever got to the point where we had to do something like that, I think it'd be over for me. I really do. <laughs> it depends on what the ads are. Well, like if we got sponsors, that's one thing. But if we yeah. were if we were like forced to do like freemium stuff. No. Sure. Hey, thank you for listening to Casual Commander. 
Brought to you by Ben Gay. <laughs> <laughs> Used for all of your ointment needs. Mm. Casual Commander is proud to be sponsored by Preparation H. Do you know that <laughs> feeling you got when you bought or you played Diablo Immortal? Preparation H will get rid of the pain. <laughs> Casual Commander brought to you by Tums and Pepsid. <laughs> I, I need one right now, to be, honestly. Like, Thinking about a uh, specific game. Yeah. Cool. All right, Tim. What do you say we call this one a wrap? Okay, bye. That's just going to be our sign off. Yeah. <laughs> I like All that. Right. Yeah. All right. Till next time, guys. I'm Chris. And I'm Tim. And this is Casual Commander brought to you by Ben Gay. And Preparation H.